I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Everton Fan Focus podcast. Nice bit of music to start the show there, wasn't it, Mark? Not half, mate, apt. But this, that, that was the music that just got blasted in a taxi on the way up here. It's like just out of nowhere, he put smooth on, and then this, that song comes right on. And the taxi driver, the first time that I've ever known, blasts it right up. He must have loved it himself. I thought, well, there's the agenda for tonight, we can't really talk about nothing else. It's an absolute sign, isn't it? Um, it's been, what, three full days now since the, the news of, of last week's announcement. Uh, I've yeah. just I've just come back from Bramley Moor. I've been sitting down there with a crate and a box of fireworks <laughs> since five o'clock on Thursday. Yeah, uh, and I, I, did, I spotted you on, on the dock road yourself, um, <laughs> semi naked, um, face paint on. I've been doing cartwheels and stuff, been getting that good at them, you know, and getting people to. to look, people thought we were protesting against something, but <laughs> we really went. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's a fabulous news, isn't it? It's safe know? to say. Um, Thursday was brilliant and then obviously me and you were still very much hype all about it. Yeah. So it was just a small matter of you getting those night shifts out the way <laughs> and now we're here and we're ready <laughs> to get it all off our chest. It's so. such a shame we have worked in the way of all this stuff, you know, if only we could do this for a living that would be great but you know, yeah. <laughs> just ride around doing podcasts all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I agree, we, we we probably had a lot to say Thursday, Friday didn't we? Yeah. Um, we did say we'd be back this weekend to talk about it because it's still fresh in the memory and obviously it's it's gonna look look like a brighter future for Everton FC. So just to um, just to touch on what we found out on Thursday for those who've been locked in a cave. <laughs> we found out that Everton and Liverpool City Council have revealed plans to build a potential new stadium for Everton FC worth up to possibly three hundred and fifty million. Yeah. Um, we also learned that Everton have agreed a deal with Peel Holdens to, to purchase land for that stadium and make, we'll make a point that um, the, the land isn't as yet purchased but the, the deal is being um, agreed. Terms of heads agreement. Heads of terms. Heads of terms. That's, it was, God, you know, it sounded like I knew I was talking about them for a minute. Well, I was going to say, you're not, not going to get... Uh, you know, a scally from Kirkton, a scally from Old Swan. 
we don't work in finance, we're, we're, we're probably not going to sound like we're, we know what we're talking about with a lot of the ins and outs but of this, but... It technically means that they have control of the sites, don't they, yeah. you know, um, from what Elston was saying, and for the first time in his life he actually spoke quite well there, instead of looking pompous or arrogant, he spoke well with, with Joe Anderson, didn't he, about, about uh, what the update was on the ground, but it's clear that a significant step has been made with that news on Thursday. Definitely, and as you say, they've secured that land, um, took control of the site, but as, as I say, no deal's being done in terms of the actual purchase of it, but there's a deal in place, and it's it's reportedly worth around £22 million. Pounds. Yeah. Um, that's where we were up to, and then obviously, five o'clock, the media got hold of that story about the, the deal being agreed, and then five o'clock came, and all was the rumours, um, panic stations and unfortunately Everton in conjunction with Liverpool City Council announced the plans officially yeah. although we didn't see any drawings or images um, it was the scope for what's going to happen in the future how the council will fit in with that yeah. again not going to sound like we know what we're talking about here but <laughs> the council are going to act as a special investment vehicle for the club um, I guarantee yeah. that was another word that was used and they'll earn just over £4 million a year from the deal um, basically Everton have still got to go out and find the funding yeah. but the council are going to assist them um, and I use that word loosely <laughs> yeah. assist them um, heavily to find that borrowing and then but we have to assume that none of this would have happened unless that would be somewhere down the line as to being secured it seems to be a lot of effort for nothing well, if, uh, you know oh, someone explained it to me the other week Mark I basically talked about like the council's reputation and credit scoring and lending facility yeah uh, I don't know officially how it works, but I'm led to believe that uh, it's better with their involvement than just a Premier League football club yeah, rock, yeah. rocking up and obviously you've got certain risks that that's in, that that's like that entails. Uh, getting your mum to get along for you because you haven't paid a few credit cards. Yeah, like. kind of, yeah. And, and I think the way, the way it sort of pans out, a lot of people's perceptions was, oh, the council are funding it yeah. and this and that, which was not the case. It's going to be fully funded, which was a huge part of it. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a chance to speak now, Mark. I'm just running through a few of <laughs> the points that we made. No, it's okay. Um, planning permissions, the next stage, with a, with a view to uh, depart in Goodison by season 20, yeah. 2020 21. Um, yeah. And obviously, there's an awful lot to consider in terms of infrastructure, uh, networks, the yeah. land itself, because there's water there. It's not just land you're purchasing. Obviously, the water needs to be dredged. Um, but the this selling in, yeah, and uh, I think it's a forty-year lease that was also mentioned. Yeah, obviously, Joe Anderson and El Stone were the ones who came in front of the cameras, and that is the brief overview of it. And since then, that's basically the hard work starts here. But since then, Mark, my general feeling, and I know yours, is that it's a very significant step in the right direction. Massively, me. Yeah, this is for the first time. It's not just been talk. It's not just been. Uh, false promises, it's not been false dawn, something actually concrete, uh, if you pardon the pun, has happened here. You know, that, that tells us, that says there is a real ambition uh, now in Everton to get things done, to get the club moving in the right direction. Uh, and the way that, you know, they've gone about it very quietly, very professionally. Machiri is now oozing class for me, the guys that do, are not a, not a talker. He doesn't talk, he doesn't need to, he does, you know, and, and things like this. This is the first news we've ever had where. You know, big steps have been made to actively propel this club back to where it should be, mate. And that's that's what what we all want at the end of the day. None of us, you know, the twenty-two minutes, but the finer details. Nobody really cares, mate. As long as it happens, don't they? You know, it's it's good to go over them and let people know what the score is. But ultimately, fans think 
okay, new ground, new investors, investors are going to be running to a new ground in the city of Liverpool, iconic, first time ever, you know, uh, and, and then that links to better players coming in, that links to trophies, and ultimately that, that's, that's why everyone's buzzing, Yeah. because the domino effect starts now. You know. Yeah, and that's what it goes back to me saying there, uh, kind of joking, saying we in no way do we know what we're talking about, the finer details. Yeah, I we said don't. fill the land in. I mean, the land's already filled in, it's the water that Well, that's it, in. we don't work in development, <laughs> we don't work in um, finance, we don't work for the council, we don't know, do we? No. We, I, I saw what Everton released, and um, the way I uh, perceived it is it's everything that I wanted to hear. Yeah. All the sound bites coming out of the media, the council and the club on Thursday was everything I've been longing to hear for years. Yeah. You mentioned there the false dawns, and um, we're not going to let negativity creep into this podcast. No, but, but that's the reason for the excitement now. Of course, and look at, look at Montreal Park, look at uh, Destination Kirby. Yeah. Look at King's Dock. Oh, the tearjerker. The amount of times you've mentioned them since I've known you, you know, you're into the hundreds and thousands, but <laughs> they, are, they were false stones, a lot of them didn't go yeah. the ground, relationship with the council a couple of years ago looked at an end at yeah. one point in terms of the, 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 the sound bites coming out of the club and the council over Wallyall Park. But yeah, there was um, nitpicking and, and, you know, tit for tat, wasn't it really? It Not was. Great. And, no. you, and you look further further back than that, and there's been even been talk about redeveloping around Goodison, Goodison Place, if I remember rightly. Yeah. So many things that have kind of fell on the sword, and just it's not got off the ground. And obviously, we've got our views on the operational side of the club and the the, the board and and how we yeah. operate. But things have changed since Mercedes come on board. Yeah. Probably last time we done a podcast, we were singing his praises. Uh, oh, yeah. but he is a shrewd businessman he's got colleagues there now as well and I think Thursday's step was a, a key factor in what he's proposed since he's been at the club Absolutely. and his vision for the club overall but that's the door opened isn't it? and for the first time ever there's not it's not a door opened and then oh, we'll see what we can do with regards to the money and all that this is a door open to a much much brighter future for us a really exciting future because this guy just needed this stadium I think to propel us to you know to where he wants that football club to be, it was all about the stadium, wasn't it? You know, and now well, that's the first sign of us getting it, um, and that's it. And it's no some like ramshackled uh, business plan that's been drawn up by no. some half, you know, half-hearted so and so. It's it's a proper plan, and the council have even sought legal advice on it to see if it's viable. And it, it, apparently, it's been described as a robust and. Um, you know, well thought out and very much an achievable plan. Yeah. The way the way Everton operates at the moment, though, you'd expect nothing less. No. I think you you wouldn't go into anything or you wouldn't propose anything unless they knew it was a real viable option. It was yeah. feasible. It was achievable. Financial, in terms of the the location. Yeah. Everything in terms of uh, keeping the fans on side, the relationship with the council. Doesn't don't get me wrong. There's a lot of risks involved with this, but for me. It, it all it, the right people are involved. Yeah. And as this develops, even more, more and more people will become involved in terms of uh, local businesses. Going to want to get on board. Like sponsorships, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, what restaurant or what you know? You're talking about outlets around that area. It's not going to want to be a part of this. Well, that's it. You know, because it's guaranteed customers, isn't it? Absolutely. And the stadium is not going to be just used for football. You would imagine. You know, it's going to be the go-to place. Uh, for concerts and stuff like that you would hope you know I would think that's the whole vision here this is going to be you know the centrepiece isn't it let's face it well, any kind of stadium is going to be the centrepiece of a project and, and Everton to be in the middle of that is hugely 
exciting. Joe Anderson mentioned on first about the Commonwealth Games, you know, looking at 2022 or something. Yeah. He's in talks over that. It makes complete sense that Everton would then be a part of that. Yeah. Look at the Echo Arena, I think it only holds 10,000. Yeah. It will 50,000 seats the stadium plus, just up the road. You know, if they can, if they can build a cost of coffee in the middle of Old Swan. <laughs> I can't wait to see what they can build around the Premier League football stadium on the waterfront in Liverpool. Well, I was laughing at the. We went past the Brown to that uh, doc today. It's just like. It's like stalking a bird. I know, isn't isn't it? You, you, you I said you know. I've seen you <laughs> That was Thursday. <laughs> we went past there and the Titanic Hotel is there, which looks very impressive. But it's in the middle of. It's like a non too subtle way of saying something massive is going on here. Because yeah. why would you plonk that hotel right in the middle of an industrial wasteland? Yeah. You know, it's just. It's, it's really saying that's just the start of what's happening here, you know, and, and the whole site, you know, why, why there's even one protest about. We know why the protest. Uh, they don't want to be second best, but you know, we didn't want to be second best for all them years either, so it's tough yet, isn't it? But you know, we the land itself is a complete wasteland, but it looks just looks ready to go, doesn't it? You know, for and we're going to be in the middle of that. Well, I, I mean, I, I was down there the other weekend, nothing's changed, and I, I used to work not far from there over like over 10 years ago now, yeah, and uh, nothing has changed, not, not a no. in the wall. Um, I, I, I it's in desperate need. You could say from the heritage market up towards the pier head, but the other way especially, there's still businesses down there, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And there's a Dockland area, there's some industry and whatnot. But there's, there's a lot of things that can be done and will be done, but also there's things to be considered. The fact that there's water there, the fact that there's heritage sites, yeah, that's a factor in Bramley Moor itself, isn't it? Which yeah. the council are going to have to rubber stamp, and then I believe they take that to the government. And they have to okay it. They have to okay it. So you've still got all of that red tape really to yeah. come through. Uh, so it's not just like pitching up and, and no. building on land that's already wasted, and you know redeveloping no. on that. It's it's everything. There's so much to consider, and that's why I do think it's taken so long to announce it, and it's been a very carefully thought out way of announcing it it's not it's not in a room full of journalists who are going to be like what about this what about that because a lot of the questions we probably can't answer at the moment no and it's a lot of, it's, it seems they've gone you know they want this as watertight as possible so that it goes as smoothly as possible because the you know the, the inference is that the machete wants this done as quickly as possible doesn't he you know it's uh, he wants this club moving on so it's like they prepared the best which, which they've done it clear with a clear direction which is now you know is is like the hallmark of Mercedes here so far. There's a very clear and structured approach to everything that we're doing from the football side of things, the academy, you know, right the way through Steve Walsh, right the way through to Cumin, you know, there's a clear path now where we're going. And that's just and, and that's now months. translating back into business plans to, to the council, you know, the whole club is being run. Uh, the way it should be run, you know, and it's clear now. It's hugely exciting when the fellas got one point five billion behind them. Well, that's just fourteen months involvement. Fourteen as well. months, yeah. I mean, we're talking fourteen years, sixteen years with nothing. Last time I did, it's just fact. That's that's <laughs> just fourteen months, and you know, it, the uh, the anniversary passed. It may be thirteen months. Sorry, I think it was the anniversary in February. Yeah. And uh, you look back and you think, oh, some some new investors come in and it's crash bang wallop. Whereas we talked about this before, the silent, yeah, the silent type going about the business slowly, transitional, and that 
you know, if it, as you say, but for the transition years, a lot's been done. Exactly, the transition a lot has been done. So you still get people saying, "I want you know, fifteen million pound signings, and I want this, and I want that." But when you open your eyes and actually see what's going on in front of you and behind the scenes, there's a lot of progress. And I agree, this is the flight, the final, not the final. This is he's been building to this, and now this is the, probably yeah. the biggest statement since coming here. Right, this is the vision. Because yeah. otherwise, what what much of a vision can you really have at Goodison Park? None. I mean, a lot of tradition, a lot of history, Absolutely. a lot of heritage. I firmly believe we're going to take that with us. You know, we're going to miss the area and go on the match. But I think, you know, they're going to incorporate everything that's great about the club in the new ground, aren't they? You know, so I'm I'm not worried about that. But I'm more excited about <laughs> not being best of the rest anymore and, and challenging the likes of Chil City and Chelsea and, and United, you know, and stuff like that. Not so much United, but you know. that's what we're in the league for, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, challenge, win trophies. Remember yeah. what that felt like. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> we, we need, that's, but that's what I mean. It needs to be a new home, a new place to build memories, to win trophies, to sign bigger players, to do better things, to get our name back on the map. Because yeah. for too long, you've said plucky little Everton, you, you know, there or thereabouts. Uh, you know, at one point we did crack the top four, we've flirted with Europe, we've dropped up and down slightly the past couple of years. But really, you know, you can. It's all right. You're spending thirty million on players and stuff, and and. and you know, paying ten million to pay off a manager and bringing in other clubs managers. Yeah, you need that vision off the pitch as well. New stadiums, new yeah. sponsorship of training complexes, things like that. It all it's all happening that they never happened before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say it's all far had machineries. No fault that this is happening and it's all falling into place. There's other people as well and other factors, but. Uh, it, it was really a significant day for me on Thursday no, Yeah, and me. Euphoric, I know you haven't get you feeling like that light and airy, don't they, about life when something great happens like that, you know. Just Evan's success is a lot of people's happiness as well, isn't it? You know, and, and same with us, but it's just... Without a doubt. Fabulous to see clear intent and ambition for once uh, from, the, from the club. And we haven't always had that. In fact, very rarely have we had that, but from now... It's clear now that there's ambition to take the club where it, where it belongs. I think like on Thursday I was reluctant to, to even broach the, the situation of the media announcing certain things. Yeah. I just wanted to get to five o'clock and you know, after work I was flapping a bit thinking, is it gonna happen? Then it did, and I just getting text and that and you know, WhatsApps and people just saying, Yes, get in, like just like celebrating and you know, it's like a goal taking the piss saying, Oh, you're celebrating like you win the league, but if you're an Evertonian and you've endured whatever Tony, Evertonians do have endured. Yeah. Then you you want to pick the positives. You want to have a future, and you want to look to something. And you want I a think chance. That's definitely what we've got with Bramley Moor. Chance to get excited, and, and this is a this is a good this tells us that we should be excited. You know, for once. So you've got, um, you know, without going over the top into the detail, you've got probably a three or four year plan to get this all wrapped up. Um, yeah. There's obviously risk with club performance in terms of relegation. Um, people saying, "Can you fill a stadium?" But the capacity came into it. It's looking like a fifty thousand seater. Maybe a lot of people may say maybe need more. That's just a, a provisional figure, by the way. I don't yeah, know they'll want to do more. But I think you, they'll want to do more. Do you think so? Yeah, because you know, fifty thousand seater stadium isn't exactly making a statement in the Premier League. I know we've got we're not gonna people fans are worried about filling the ground, but I do believe, you know, rightly or wrongly, if if we go on the path and you know they continue to invest in the team and we do well, then we will get more fans, newer fans uh, coming into the club. Uh, it'll it'll 
bump the, the capacity up. I think we should look to make a statement, mate, to be honest, because 50,000 equals what? West Ham's? It mm. equals, you know, uh, that one across there is still above us, so if we're going to really steal the show with where we're going to put it, then you steal the show with how much yeah. we're going to put in it. Absolutely. So, how much has been made about Joe Anderson's role, but he, he obviously praised his team in certain parts of the council, but uh, just between us, I think he does deserve praise, and I thought he spoke well the other day. Yeah. It's easy to have the assumption, isn't it, he's a blue, he wants to do what's best for Everton, but he was clear in what he said, that he wants to do what's best for the city council and the city, yeah. and he, that's why he said, like, if anyone else came to us with this type of deal, we'd snap their hands off. Because oh. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ultimately, the council to work in conjunction with Everton will benefit from it. They get financial security from it. Yeah. They get redevelopments. They get road, rail networks, infrastructure. Obviously, jobs. People f- coming into that area as well. Tourism. Yeah. And what, that was one thing about job jobs and the you know provisional figures. They were saying in total over the entire project, you're talking jobs into the thousands. You know, maybe six hundred to a thousand jobs just generated from building stadiums. That's huge. And you've got all the permanent jobs that will come with any changes around there. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, security, stuff like that, you know, uh, everything. You there was a quote about. a whole industry created. £100 million economic cost, £50 million on just the roads, and obviously they're doing a bit of digging over there at the moment. Yeah. And it, it kind of all ties in nicely with the Liverpool Waters project, which, again, both don't work in development and we don't know no. the ins and outs of it, but there's a plan there. Um, 5.5 billion. And that is going to be huge in itself so if you think it's like a second city centre basically yeah and then Everton are on the, the cusp of that looking in it, it's, it's, it's like a whole new waterfront in itself that's right but it's, it's, it's a brand new vibrant side of Liverpool that's going to be added and, and Everton will be in the middle of that you know instead of building on Stone, um, what was the other Stonebridge Cross, Cross, Cross yeah. in the middle of nowhere um, where fans will just go to the game and that's it this is going to be part of an area that people are going to want to go to regardless of the stadium so it's going to bring more attention to it do you know what I mean I just think it's vibrant I think the statement runs through the whole um, ethos of Machiri at Everton you know it's vibrant it's young and and it's fresh and ambitious and it's it benefits it benefits other people rather than just Everton it's it's kind kind of a win-win big thing for me 
um, is the jobs, the location and, and the area around it, but also, you know, yeah. the attraction to the city, being proud that Everton are actually down there as well and I love all them type of things. There's gonna be a lot of regeneration that's it's crying out for it. Never yeah. mind whether you build a stadium down there. And obviously Liverpool Waters will incorporate a lot of that, but yeah. I know that area of Liverpool it isn't the best and it's just off the beaten track from the city centre. So all of this, this money coming in, it is a win win for, for more than just having a football club. Yeah, it's an, yeah, it's an ice all the area, isn't it? Badly need to be doing so the whole city improves. Yeah. With that's happening, yeah. And I think, you know, the council's role is key to that, the mayor's role, Joe Anderson's key yeah. to that. I was impressed with his what what he had to say. Uh, there wasn't an awful lot on the day. I was impressed from the, the, the interview I saw and uh, Robert Elstone, you know, opinions aside of, of him, yeah. I thought he spoke well and he didn't say anything I didn't want to hear, he maybe was a bit more downbeat than Joe Anderson, that may be one criticism, but uh, I, was, I was impressed with all of it, the press release that came out and the noises since and I think this is just the start and we could... Yeah. Hopefully, we'll be doing these for the next three or four years. Oh, and yeah, 100%. We'll do like a month by month build. So what's the North Stand has just gone up. Your lad will be in seniors then. <laughs> we, we were taking him to his first game. Oh, in, uh, I'm Park. Imagine that. But it's crazy, and that goes for a lot of people. It's just going to be. It's going to be heartbreaking to leave Goodison. Well, that's what I was just going to come on to that point. You know, what's I, your feelings about that's that? That's going to be. Um, Absolutely monumental. That's just going to be heartbreaking because it's all we've ever known, and I know that goes for a lot of clubs who've, who've switched their grounds. But that that's a ground that, that not only holds memories, it holds some some terrific players who've, who other clubs would have died to have in their team. Do you know what I mean? We I always think that about our our legends are that they're so much better than than most other clubs' legends. It's just names that jump off the page. You've all blessed that pitch, you know and. For us, it's the way of life, isn't it? Going to the match, going to Goodison, uh, the horse shit, the burgers, Goodison Road, the betting shop, the chippy, the chippy, the queue outside. We're going to miss that with the rustic bit of it, you know what I mean? But uh, You just be, sold it to me, I don't want to leave. Ah, no. Let's not leave, let's not leave. leave. It's going to be heartbreaking, I'm going to have to take my seat on with me. <laughs> but, and just, but it's just, it's just going to be weird. If only you can literally pick them traditions up and take them with you yeah put them in a bag yeah. you know yeah absolutely it's just that that is going to be heartbreaking you know so I think I'll have to run on the pitch at like an 18 year old or something yeah uh, I, complete, I completely agree for the likes of me and you who like local round there or have been you know with some yeah. certain times in our lives walking the match certain meeting points chips and curry was always what's that guy I love mate you yeah. know <laughs> when people walking through the turnstiles with massive trays of chips and just like and, and I was thinking how the hell are you getting that at before kick off it's four minutes away I know <laughs> having a ciggy in uh, Gladys Street box just the whole the whole area around there it's it's always been in desperate need of a lot more and a lot of it's just clinging on because of Everton I know you know well, we talked about this about previously and we're not we're not here to bloody save jobs or build houses, and, and but we do need to mention it. And I remember you and said, "I talked about it last time." Yeah. Apparently, this is only like bits, snippets of information from Everton, but they're going to look at not just obviously walking away from L4. They're going to no. They're going to uh, offer affordable housing uh, and like recreational areas. Yeah, stuff like, that's going to bring people into the area. Yeah, like uh, public spaces. So you would say like parks and leisure centre. Well, yeah, things like that. I mean. You're still restricted because there's a lot of terrace stars are still around there and County Road yeah. is a thoroughfare anyway but I think like education, welfare, advice, uh, yeah. things like that and you know it all ties in with the, 
the work, the ethic of the club anyway with Everton and the community and what they do now. So yeah. it's not like it'd be like, oh, what do we do now? I think Everton have got the tools to make that work and yeah. make sure that Walton and L4 is just not a forgotten land. Well, we don't we don't abandon it. We, we are leaving it, but it's important that we don't abandon it, you know, and, yeah. and look after the area because it's been our home for knows how long, 100 plus years, isn't it? You know, yeah. so, um, it's important that they look after the area because I always think about pubs like the Oak and stuff like that. How the hell would they survive? You know, once the once Everton move, yeah, and um, you just think the whole area is going to crumble. But I think you know, there's enough shops around there and, and supermarkets and stuff. People still visit the area, don't they? You'd like to think it wouldn't. It, you know, it's not as I say, it's not the best looking area anyway, and there's sometimes a lot of deprivation in certain areas. Yeah in Liverpool and, and around there and it, it, it hasn't really changed much has it no. in terms of what's there and the development Everton have just like kind of kept a few doors open with the with the, the pubs and things they can keep in some yeah. only open on a match day now so it would be harrowing to come away from there let's not get away from that fact you'd have to drag some people out of there I think on the last oh, game and the rest but been, you know what yeah but you know we, we want to see Everton win trophies again don't we that, we need to move we're not going to get there Stay in a good zone. We need to get to a bigger ground, an iconic stadium. It's going to attract investors, which are going to plough money in. It's going to attract new players, which will equal a better chance of winning trophies. But everyone wants We're better players. Staying where we are. Everyone wants better players, better manager, better recruitment policy, better this, better that. Uh, you, but that's like a lot of it's on the pitch or effects yeah. on the pitch. Having a new stadium would hugely affect things off the pitch and on the pitch yeah. in terms of a status. So yeah, it'd be tough, and we'll. Maybe do a podcast live from the Gladys Street oh, Box on the day that we leave. But <laughs> we need we need to talk about the future, and uh, I, I'm I'm 100%. hugely optimistic yeah. about it. And I said the other day I won't have no negativity about it now because I've done I've done all that for many years on yeah. certain issues. We're all sick of not winning trophies. We're all sick of it, mate. We're so well, let's Mark, just move you, on. You were known yeah. as a bit of a moaner yourself on Twitter, Stop. you and your yeah. kid. Yeah, and people have said like they've joked and said I missed the moaning <laughs> but you know what you wasn't moaning because you'd enjoyed moaning no. you were moaning because you're passionate about Everton you wanted to see change you wanted to see hope and a future absolutely yeah and I've, I've, I've much preferred to be happy I've seen that you no know, even our conversations the past two or three years yeah the ups and downs a lot of the running themes but you've got to, you can't you can't listen to us now and say oh they were being negative you probably couldn't you can't say that for the past year probably no we've, we've tried to, to, to take the positivity yeah and, and you know and run with it and you can't help but do that under machinery you still get people who are a bit downbeat about certain things but I have seen a change in your mentality mine's definitely changed I'll openly admit now I'm not I'm not ready today to be to be negative no normally I'm because fully in support of it all and it is because there's been a few minor tweaks, I'll admit. Um, Not half. Well, it's like Machiri. For, for, there's nothing to moan about now. If you need to be Stevie Wonder if you can't see what's going on. Even if you're only interested in the playing side of it, which is fair dues, a lot of people aren't asked about off the pitch. They go up the match, they want to see players, that's it. Okay, just based on that then. The amount of shite they got rid of through one door. And alright, we didn't bring enough in, but, but the recruitment is now focused on and getting that right quality in. So we only brought Schneider and Luckman in, which which disappointed a lot of people. But the shite we got rid of, which had no part to play in that squad, clears the way now for more of them players to come in in the summer. You know what I mean? So that, I, I thought it was to, to get rid of all them players says everything that we're no longer accepting of talent, of, 
of, of this level of player. This is the level of player we're going to bring in. It might take, he can get rid of eight like that, shite. But to get two in, which are going to improve us massively. Schneiderlin, you know, he's a great player, isn't he? You know, we get two, we keep doing that, adding two, three of that same quality in, then we're going to go places big time, aren't we? And you look, I agree with what you just said, you look at like three players, example, like your McGeady's, your Gibson's, your Oviedo's. Yeah. There's not going to be your players who will just come in like that now and, and we get them on cheap wages or the cheap no. deal. We're not going to operate like that anymore. We'd rather wait and, as you say, spend £30 million in January, but one player is for the future and one player is for the here and now. Yeah. And they're going to have a positive impact and they both already have, Lukeman and Schneiderlin. But in the same breath, you're not going to, you're not going to um, take that level of player in terms of quality and just making up the numbers on the pitch. No. But we're not going to um, accept performing as we were as a business off the pitch. And that's yeah. evolving. Yeah. So on the pitch and off the pitch we are involving. So yeah, I'll people will some listen to this and go, I don't really care. I, 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 I won't listen until I see that stadium built and things like that. Well, that's fine. But you still, when I talk positivity and when I'm saying how our opinions have changed, uh, it's not just off the field, it's on the field stuff as well. Yeah, it's clear. Just yeah. to, to say, all right, we are seventh people say, you know, please turn the, an average team with the, with some money, you know, into a, into a really competitive side now. It's just uh, unfortunate that the top six have been so strong this season and we've dropped off in October, November, and then it's cost us, you know, I mean, let's face it, we're the best side in our Premier League since Christmas. You know, yeah. that's, and I don't think that's fact. It's not even me talking out of my ass. Then we're top. So, Kuma for me, clearly trying to copy Kendall's 83 84. For me, that's been in his, for me, that's what he's aiming at. Kendall was to, to finish that season, he knew what he had, as strongly as possible. He wasn't going to uh, uh, pull up any trees with what happened that season, but he knew what was going to happen the next season. I, I think that's where we're at now. Yeah. At these next two games, if we can come through them and not suffer a defeat, and then, and then you know, win our routine home games, then, my God, there's going to be so much optimism for the summer. We're just going to say we're talking there about the positivity on the field, but yeah. we're still... We're still work in progress, yeah. and, and the likes of the trip to Anfield and Old Trafford in the space of four days is a key test to see where we're probably up to. Uh, yeah, um, because last year, if last year's anything to go by, we bottled both both games. They got beat four 0 and one 0 If I remember right, yeah. And, uh, this is a key test, but yeah, I, I just it's direction for me. It's direction, and you know, you, we've always said we're not getting any younger and all that and we want to see trophies and things like that but we need to be moving in the right direction for it Yeah. Um, and I, I do feel like we've got that I sound like a spokesperson for the club here yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, listen it's nice to be positive I'm, good, I'm glad to see Mashiri's vision being implemented off the pitch as well as on the pitch Thursday was huge mate Massive. I know it was huge for you it was huge for all yeah. of us um, and I, I know you'll get a lot of people who say oh, I don't want to wait and all that but you know what are we going to do? Yeah, the well, thing is, we're not we're not waiting in hope anymore. It's things have been put in place that we are waiting for something. We could, we could be we could be up there challenging at the top by the time we move into that stadium. Yeah. Because the money we're spending and the way we're trying to evolve with our recruitment and our and players, the, the youth. our youth, exactly. We could be up there. So you move into a stadium and you think Everton have already cracked the top four again. Yeah. They're in Europe. They've got a bit of Champions League money now as well. That's an attraction in itself. Getting ground. back into Europe this season's an attraction in itself, so you're building, you're building again. Yeah, Where he was. You know, Messi's going to be begging us, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't any, if he was a bit younger. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, you're right. I know I, I tend to waffle on and say about this and that. And 
trying to I'm just trying to get my point across in the fact that I am positive about things overall yeah um, and there's been times you know since I've known you when we've studied and we were in the bottom half of the table getting tonked yeah we were under Martinez we'd lost the players you know, Mashiri was nowhere to be seen no and we were in a lot darker place I'll say in terms of being Evertonians um, of course we're not getting any younger and we want to see silverware yeah Um but you don't know. We, in a fitting way, you'd like to think we'd win a, a trophy before we depart or some Park. Absolutely, the last you know, the last fitting thing that would you know, a, a ground which is you know, a lot of fans, not just Evertonians, love Everton, uh, Everton's ground, don't they? It's 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 a hark back to the, the old days of Division One football and and you know and the, the atmosphere close to the pitch. A lot of fans love coming to Goodison purely for the fact that there's maybe 700 boozers around the ground <laughs> that you just don't get anywhere else, certainly not Middlesbrough. Um, well, under Martinez, it was a good job they were there because obviously most of them were half time. The business was never brisker <laughs> under Martinez, but you know, it's going to be sad to leave, but you know, we have to do it, don't we, yeah, in order to progress. We do, we do, and it will be a sad day when, when we do the part, but. Let's not let's not hide away from the fact that there's still an awful long way to go with this. Not as yeah, nothing is coming. It's not happening in the next five minutes. No, and you know I've spoken there. We are talking about leaving Goodison. We are talking about a new stadium. Nothing is done and dusted. No, no bricks have been laid. The, we haven't purchased the, the land officially. That's and we haven't had planning commission. That's not been yeah. bought yet either. Well, you know, forget all that. <laughs> forget all that. We're going to win the league 2021. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah. do stand by what I say. We will win the league before them run across the park. Yeah, that would be absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I would be down on Bramley more then with the crates and the box of fireworks. Same here. But I think, uh, you know. We're both probably the same. You probably had a lot to get off your chest since Thursday, and yeah. you know, unless you're surrounded by Evertonians, you can't really get it off your chest unless you just sit on Twitter. You wanna? I, I was just, I was, I was beaming Thursday night. I hardly slept, just trying to like bloody write stuff about it and all yeah. that, just because, just because I wanted to express. He wants views. to pour out. Yeah, there's me yeah. having to work a night shift, you know, with a with a red. That's oh, it. You couldn't even have a beer to toast it. Had itself. No, <laughs> I was screaming against nothing. Nobody could hear me. <laughs> but finally, we've had our chance, and it, the timing comes, uh, you know, before Derby week. So it is. Well, it adds to the the enthusiasm, doesn't it? You know, and, and we're trying to get some belief going in, in what the club's doing and things like this. This is more proof that you know this is the real thing that's happening to us. You know, so it's it's, it's not a, it's not an imaginary stadium no. on the docks. Or some had labelled it from across the park. It's not imaginary, no. Joe Hansen said it was real and now it looks real. <laughs> That's it. So you've got a couple of other things, the uh, the naming rights and you know the council will have certain say so on certain things, but it was funny on Twitter the other night. I mean I don't know about your personal favourites, but there were so many. You can't hate yourself, mate, to potentially name the Hat Set of Money Superdome was, was one of my favourites that I've seen, I think it was called that. Uh, to be honest, I was in work so I didn't really catch most of the uh, the suggestions. The Catty Hat, that was one. The Hat. Shout out to whoever, I think it was someone who I followed, but it was, uh, there was lists of them. Um, well, maybe the Howard Kendall blew on my Sunday stadium. You know, around there, though, like the roads and networks and that, though, if you're building new roads and yeah. the, like in an ideal world, you start, you start taking 
your historical factors and your names. Yeah. Did you don't you? You're I've Howard Kendall Way. Yeah, but I just want I want Regent Road now to be called Reed's Cross Grey Avenue. <laughs> 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 Stuff like that, you know. This, these are the things like Elstone said. We'll go into dialogue with the supporters' clubs and the the, the, the fans' forum and yeah. the supporters in general. Yeah. over everything and take as much on board and I'm sure Let's these type of suggestions will be taken seriously it's just going to you know it's stuff. It's just going to add to the you know we want to get the history all over it don't we you know we really do inside a modern state you're building a, you're building like a new like a new temple for Evertonians where they can go yeah, and this is, do you know what I mean it's not just going to be a fortnightly thing where we all turn up there. It's like extreme makeover stadium edition. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have all the reasons to go down there. Yeah. Um, as you said, concerts, things like that. You're gonna have hotels. You're gonna have a lot of other things going on around yeah. there. So it's not just it's gonna be a fortnightly thing where you turn up at Goodison and think Betty's been out with the bleach down the concourse. <laughs> The chant doesn't taste no better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'll take you my nephew for X Factor auditions at Goodison, you know, Everton everywhere, Cowell, yeah. Cowell wearing uh, Cowell number four on the backs. <laughs> you just don't know, do you? The possibilities are endless. And yeah. That was the over, overriding feeling I got from Thursday, mate. So a window of opportunities has now opened slightly. We just need to push the safety jar locked in and push it right out. <laughs> you always have to come up with something, don't you? <laughs> Well, yeah, so um, we'd like your thoughts. Obviously, we've, we've read a lot on Twitter over. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The past few days, yeah. um, but let us know your thoughts. Let us know if we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Let us know if we maybe a bit too overexcited by it all. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know the finer details if you know them. Because as I said before, us two scallies. Well, not a clue. Not a clue. <laughs> can only write things down or observe press releases and stuff like that. But, yeah. Uh, do you know what? I, I don't really care. As no. long as we're moving in the right direction and all the signs on Thursday are pointing that. It's just news that we haven't had before. It happens. And, and it's news that tells us that and are serious about being great again under Machiri. I'm, you know, how can you not be excited? I'm even considering moving to the world so I could just look over <laughs> and see it every day. Yeah, I'm going to try and get a job on the dredge boat so I can just say I'm past it every day. Those you know? lucky bastards on the world. I know. They don't, they don't deserve it, really. But well, you know. send us a few pictures. <laughs> Opposite Benitez's home, do you think? <laughs> but you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's part of the sky, not necessarily the three faces, it's a lot further down than that, but there's no getting away from the fact that it'd be visible from everywhere yeah, absolutely <laughs> and the aerial shot you know I'm thinking of the three queens coming in it's just going to be right there isn't it the ships the yeah. you know when they come in and it's a monster event 
drags people in from all over, really, doesn't it, to, to see them. That's stuff like that, mate. Any aerial shots, you know, they can recreate Brookside again, we can get the Everton ground in on the city centre a bit at the start. <laughs> Just have Usmanov coming up, though. Yeah, Usmanov, but... He has to get know, a mention, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he has to get a mention, because their heads fall off every time his name's put in. It is, you know, the way it's going at Arsenal there... I read something like he's worth 15 billion now. He earned 3 billion in the past 12 months, Usmanov. So, I'm guessing I mean? it's this guy's steel that's going to be building this. Well, you'd like to think so. You know, it's really <laughs> he could have his fair pick of apartments down there, helicopter pads. Yeah. A yacht park. You know. a, a yacht park, yeah. Monaco. You know, Manchester does my Party boats to Monaco overnight, you know, you'd be back, you know, 24 quid, you get your ale, your food, your grub, you, you get, you know, Cody box free and watch the footy on the way over. Never mind, rides on a Cadillac. Phoenix, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Rides on Osmanov's yacht. <laughs> but, um, I think that's the first Phoenix Knights related. I mean, all we do is in talk about that. In two years. In two years, how come? Oh. Phoenix Knights never mentioned it. But a lot of the time, we don't even say hello to each other. We just quote, no. quote each other. I can't, you know, to quote again, those are not the louder you scream, the faster the ride. It would be great on his yacht. <laughs> all right, so I think we need to bring it to a close. <laughs> We've got away with one or two. Well, anyway, we've, we've skated over probably an awful lot of that in terms of the finer details, but I think it was just important to get our feelings off Absolutely. our Absolutely, and acknowledge it. Yeah. For what so. it is. There you go. Thanks for everyone, everyone for listening. Cheers, guys. We'll see you at Bramley Moor. Bring the ball. <laughs> Bring the ball. It won't be long before we're sitting on the dock of the bay. We're going to have to get that in. Ta-da. Bye now. <laughs>